welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today for what is now episode six of our Road to 2023 series. And as always, you're joined by your hosts, Tira and Jack. Now, we're not actually doing our usual intro anymore. No, we're getting straight into the episode. That's right. So for all you skippers out there, (laughs) hope you don't skip this. (laughs) Anyway, Jack, how was your week? It was a good week. Very, very solid, very predictable. And uh, basically the end of my first phase of the improvement season. So I've done six weeks of solid training and now I'm heading into my first deload. And it was interesting because at the beginning I was like, will I actually need a deload? But then it does creep up on you throughout those weeks. You Things start to feel a little bit niggly. The fatigue comes in and now I'm definitely ready for a deload. So mm-hmm. it's, it's always reassuring to feel like you need one and you're at that point because for a lot of people, they are unnecessary. And potentially that's something we could even touch on how a lot of people might not need a deload because they are not at that strength level where they facilitate that much fatigue or maybe they don't train hard enough. Yeah, or some people just aren't consistent enough with their training schedule that sometimes deloads just happen that aren't even planned. Mm, You know, it's like almost like coincidentally, it's like, oh, you know, I got really busy this week and I couldn't train. Well, that was kind of like an (laughs) unintentional deload for you. Yeah, and I think people underestimate how much fatigue can be alleviated. Let's say if you have a rest day on Wednesday, but you didn't make your session on Tuesday, so you had two full rest days back to back. I think people underestimate how much recovery that can provide. Mm -hmm. So that kind of pushes you on for a fair bit longer than people might realize. Yeah, as long as you truly take those rest days. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, if you're not in the gym, you might be doing other things that are still Mm. quite demanding on your body. (laughs) Yeah. That's true. So yeah, uh, as I just said, I will be deloading from tomorrow. We're recording this on Sunday. And I still haven't, to be completely honest, decided how I'm going to be deloading because in prep, like there was no doubt about it, I would basically do all my usual, usual sessions, just playing around with the volume and intensity of those sessions, purely because I still wanted that component of energy expenditure. But now that that isn't as much of a big deal, like... I'm toying around with some different options like still heading in and doing some full body two or three times during the week or I still have the option of doing all my usual sessions or I could take some some complete rest days as well. Mm -hmm. So and this is interesting and interesting observation from my point of view, because I'd like to say I know you pretty well Mm -hmm. after all these years together. And you are one of those people that definitely do like to plan ahead and you like to stick to a plan. If you say that you're going to do something or you're going to hit certain numbers, you're going to hit certain targets, whatever it may be, you get it done Mm -hmm. and you're always on top of it. And I feel like you're always like that with your normal training program, with your nutrition, your routine, social media postings, you're on it. You Mm -hmm. got a plan, but there's something about deloads for you. At certain points of the year where you do kind of do it on the fly, wing it a little bit, which mm. there's nothing wrong with that. If anything, it's it's nice for me to see that like, oh, you know, Jack's just going to be a little bit flexible with this. Yeah. because Have you noticed that yourself? I have with deloads, yeah. And I'm a very all or nothing sort of person. Mm. And I guess the deload, unfortunately, comes not unfortunately, but it's in the nothing sort of category <laughs> where I'm I'm kind of the opposite in terms of my 
regimentation of it. Mm -hmm. And that's purely because if I thought I needed that element of regimentation, then I would do that. But at the end of the day, the goal is to reduce fatigue. Mm -hmm. And the only downside I can think of not heading into the gym four or five days and doing my regular sessions, but at a lower volume and intensity is the movement pattern uh, accumulation or the technical side of things. Because I have found that like if I don't squat for a week or if I don't bench for a week, it does take a little bit longer to get back into the swing of things. Mm -hmm. But we got to look at the positives and the negatives of that. Like by not going to the gym a few days, I have a bit more time to myself to do some other things that I might not usually do, like chill out a bit more or maybe uh, get plan ahead with some content or Mm -hmm. we can definitely get a lot more work done for sure. Because Mm. As an online coach, you are scheduling your work around your client's schedules. And a lot of people are in different areas of the world, particularly US clients, right? Mm. When we're usually training here in the morning, that's usually their afternoon, evening when they'd probably wanna check in because their morning, that just doesn't really work for our timing over here in Australia. So it does give you the opportunity to potentially take on more work at hours when you would usually be in the gym too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, so I, at right now, well, I got to make a decision today mm-hmm. because I'll be doing something tomorrow for my deload. But I think what I'll probably do is take a, a full body session tomorrow and just do a low intensity, lower volume and just get some good blood flow. Keep it probably at a six to seven out of 10 intensity. And then maybe do another full body on Thursday or I'll just judge it by how I'm feeling because Mm -hmm. there is something in the pipeline for me, which I don't, I'm not going to announce until it's a hundred and hundred percent there because otherwise it's too, um, I think we're both that sort of people where we announce something once it's happened and don't want to jinx it. (laughs) No. And so yeah, I'll, I'll wait till then, but that might just, I might start training on Thursday depending on if I'm recovered enough because I think I'm resting today, full body Monday, two and Tuesday, Wednesday, complete rest days. I had a breezy session yesterday. I, I actually did a deload session on Friday for legs. Uh, so I've already kind of recovered a decent amount. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think I, I might start training on Thursday. Excellent. Yeah. So it should be a good week ahead. And you know, you definitely did have a solid six weeks of training for mm. your first mesocycle post prep, which is great. So yeah. Yeah, I think that was a really good mesocycle. Like I didn't in the past when I exited my last show, I just pushed too hard from the get go. And that caused a few like my probably did cause my back injury when I got it, uh, which set me back for a long time. And I'm quite proud of how I I didn't. And I, to be honest, I didn't feel like pushing it that hard this time. Mm. I just wanted to get back into the movements that were new to me and start off an element of progression with those get used to them and continually ramp it up throughout the weeks and i definitely did that especially with the upper and lower body like i got very consistent progression just by raising the intensity of how i was training each week and uh, i'm set some really good baseline numbers for what i'll be aiming to beat and progress next Mm -hmm. block yeah and recovery wise too we've been speaking about how we're planning to get some more blood work done this next coming week because that'll be around eight weeks post comp which is god we'd hope that our blood markers would say that we're definitely recovered by then especially with your testosterone levels so Mm. that should be interesting to get those tests done this week uh but 
other than that, you know, it's been solid. And I think a huge contributor to that too would be you sticking to your word and gaining that goal amount of weight as well. So where are you in the body composition department this past week? Hey guys, just a reminder that we offer coaching services, which you can find on our website by searching the bodybuilding dietitians on Google or via the show notes below. We coach anyone with a health and fitness related goal. Yeah, so I basically ended my more aggressive reverse phase at about 80 kilos. And that was up from about my peak week average for my final week of prep was 75.7. So uh, it's week it's week seven post comp mm-hmm. now, and I am approximately like 80.5, 80.6. So last week I commenced my less aggressive phase of weight gain, which I'm aiming for like around 0.3 kilos per week. So that'll be about 1.2 kilos per month. And that's def- that's more of on the moderate to aggressive side of weight gain, according to the references we use, which is like 0.5 to 1.5% of your body weight each month. And I, I know I can do that purely because I'm still quite lean. Uh, so like I'm, I'm only just over 80 kilos and I, can, I think I'm gaining back a little bit of re-lost muscle at this point. And the reality is I still, in order to get some of those areas and leverage is a bit better, I still need to gain a little bit more weight, I think. Mm-hmm. And I remember last week we were talking about how the scale wasn't really playing ball, <laughs> but luckily this week it did. Yeah, it did. And I think it, it purely came down to, for me at least, is like this was the first week where we didn't have a rest day roast oh. or a training day roast. <laughs> Shed a tear. <laughs> and like, yeah, no surprise that that was fluctuating the scales a little bit mm-hmm. as we knew. And that added consistency this week has helped. And it was also the first week where I felt like I didn't need to have it or I wasn't craving it, mm. which for me, and I told you, which you were disappointed about that, I was quite happy that I didn't, that we didn't have it or I didn't feel like I wanted to have it. Yeah. I was happy just doing my thing. And that's, that's reassured me for the weeks to come as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm also glad that we weren't those crazy bodybuilders who had to show up at Kmart demanding a refund over a scale. I I just imagined like if we did that, you know, like we got kicked out, it would be one of those news articles you see on the Daily Mail or like something on Facebook or something like bodybuilders get kicked out of Kmart demanding refund over broken scale. Like, yeah. Yeah, maybe in a in a parallel universe where we actually cared enough to do that. But it didn't come to that point, guys. No. The truth is we probably just gained some weight. Yeah. I think yeah, you you're making it seem a lot larger than it actually is. Like we we discussed it for one sentence. Uh, and yeah, in terms of nutrition otherwise, what I have actually done is because I was I was aiming for a kilo of weight gain in those more aggressive uh, weeks, so a kilo per week and my macros are quite aggressive in order to achieve that. So what I've done this week is I have actually been a bit more conservative with how much I'm eating, which only makes sense because I was aiming for a kilo before, now I'm aiming for 0.3 kilos max. Mm. And in order to do that, I've just reduced my carbohydrate intake slightly. So I've left rest days the same because they were always at predicted maintenance. So rest days are still at 400 carb, 70 fat, 250 protein. And my training days were at 550 carb, 80 fat, 275 protein. Now they can't come down to more like 500, 525. So not a huge huge decrease, but a decrease nonetheless. And 
now that I've kind of found that new baseline, I know that they're going to require bumping up each uh, quite regularly because in order, like 0.3 kilos, it might not sound a lot, but to do that consistently every single week, it it uh, it's becomes a lot of weight gain mm-hmm. quite quickly um, in terms of macronutrients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, makes sense to me. Yeah, and especially for me, someone who's very adaptive, I can see like I'll be in that 600 range for carbohydrates quite soon, I think. Yeah, bring yeah. back the hot cross buns. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jack- we passed that phase. It's going to have to be fruit toast or something now. Yeah, that's true. Or serene. Yeah, or just way more polenta. <laughs> yeah. Ever since Jack's been posting this polenta, people have given... First, we had the kangaroo train, which mm. I hope all of you have hopped on to. Kangaroo, cream of wheat, <laughs> protein cakes, yeah, and egg whites. Now it's polenta. And people are starting to make these things called arepas, which are like these bread kind yeah, of kind of like uh pancakes aren't they yeah pancakes made out of corn mm. delicious yeah i'm i was ma- gonna try it yesterday i ended up having some sandwiches instead mm-hmm. yeah well the arepas <laughs> are yet to come for you yeah. but it's good that you're inspiring others to get amongst the corn yep very simple i think i think it's basically just uh water and corn and polenta mixed together mm-hmm. you form like a dough and then you cook it in the pan so if that's wrong let me know but as far as Maybe you add some oil or something. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much it for me. And uh, just keen to get this deload over with. We're both having a little bit. I, I think I alluded to it last week, but I did have a little bit of a back niggle, which is also why I deloaded legs on Friday. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it's just due to an accumulation of factors. Like I've been trialing not wearing a belt for a lot of my pulling movements uh, and I am also getting stronger at the pulling movements again and, 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 and. So Mm -hmm. a lot of different things. So I think my lower back just kind of had it enough and it it gave me a few signs. So I didn't have like a pull or a strain or a tear or a pop or a crack, which is, which is always bad things to have. It was more of just general kind of discomfort and DOMS and an over over accumulation of both of those things. Yeah. And uh, over the past few days, letting it rest a bit has been good. Mm-hmm. And looking back, because that's what I'm going through right now, and mine's still definitely recovering. I felt it coming on like the week before I decided to take a break, mm-hmm. like during my RDLs, during my lunges, during my Bulgarians. I could feel that that niggling accumulating in yeah. my right side. But I was just too stubborn and I just wanted to lift the weights and I just pushed through. And, you know, you lift and you learn and looking Mm. back, I'm like, God damn, I should have taken my own advice and just laid off a little bit. Yeah. And I think because you haven't really had this episode ever Mm. really with anything to this extent, now you kind of will. You'll learn from this experience. If anything, I'm very fortunate for it. And Mm. like you said, I didn't hear anything snap or pop or crack. Mm. Gosh, that'd be really scary, man, to hear a sound. Like just feeling it, it is enough. Yeah. That's yeah. gnarly. Gosh, if anyone's ever been in that situation, I'm really sorry for you <laughs> yeah, and your rough. ears. Gosh, how do you get that out of your memory? That'd be tough. But, uh, yeah, I, I should have laid off when I started to feel it come on, but mm. I thought I was just like, nah, just push through, do the RDLs anyway. I've got numbers to hit, but it's good that I go through things like this. Cause like you said, I have been very fortunate in the past to have been lifting weights for a long time now, never to have really suffered from any sort of chronic injury or anything that really set me back. Mm. But now I can truly understand and truly empathize with other people, including my clients who go through things like this. Because sooner or later, it's going to happen to all of us. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's only a matter of... Not, not the best way of thinking, but for most people, they do experience something like this I eventually. think if you... Yeah, if you're lifting for your, your entire lifetime, or at least for decades upon decades, something like this is going to come up. So, yeah. Yeah, but either way, mine's definitely getting better. So I just have like this niggle in my right side which just it can flare up at just the most random things like Mm. sometimes it feels really good other times I'll just bend in one way and I'm like ouch what the heck (laughs) but I talked to Damo so Damon Forrest at World's Gym Brisbane a lot of you guys would probably know him Damo Dynamic Body Labs is that Mm -hmm. him on Instagram Anyway, and I spoke to him about it and because uh, I was thinking about maybe going and getting like acupuncture or dry needling or like just asking him for his advice or if he would even recommend something like that. But and you as well. And um, probably just predicting that it's probably just something really tight with my glute mead. Mm. And Damo gave me the advice to actually roll it out and like just basically have like this hard soft ball and just like really get in there and just roll it out and also trigger ball it and then hop on the back extension and just do a few bodyweight back extensions like right after I roll it out and I did that and man it just made it just took the pain away just like like that it was incredible and I just got not saying that it's gonna work for everyone's back no absolutely not but because I think again where we're dietitians, not physios. Damo's yeah. not a physio either. But Sorry, Lawrence, if any of this is incorrect. <laughs> oh, God, he's probably cringing right now. But <laughs> I think for you, because yours maybe was just like either a tight glute med or maybe a tight musculature in the mm. lower back, having, getting that additional blood flow helped a lot. And we know that increasing blood flow to a region also helps with pain relief as well. Mm. So, yeah, hopefully that does continue to help. Yeah, it really did. And it just gave me a huge endorphin rush because I was like, wow, I can actually do this hip hinging movement without any pain. I was I was so happy because it's been two weeks now since I've been able to do my hip thrusts, Bulgarians, RDLs, my lunges, my hardest movements of the week that kick my butt, but I freaking love them because of it. Mm. And it's been tough taking two weeks off those things because like, when I go to the gym, those are the exercises that I would really classify as hard training for yeah. me. So yeah, it's been tough taking those off, but yeah, it just gave me a huge endorphin rush and a huge just light of positivity. Like, hey, I'm getting better. So now that I know that that works well for me and it makes me feel better, I'm now going to be committed to at the beginning of every session, just trigger balling that area, just doing some foam rolling and then just doing like three sets of 15 to 20 body weight back extensions before I move into my other exercises. So mm. it's definitely getting better in that case, but man, like just having a niggly back, it makes me so jealous of everyone else who doesn't. I just look around the gym and observe people just bending their backs in every single way possible. You know, like people doing these sometimes very sloppy curtsy lunges and just like, oh, just flipping around and I'm like, God damn, that doesn't cause you any pain? Because obviously I used to do that all the time. Mm. Um, but yeah, it I won't think, be long. Yeah, I think the toughest thing for me with any sort of injury is the the mindset. Mm. And as everyone, every, if you've listened to more than 10 episodes, then you probably know that about me, mm-hmm. <laughs> the mindset with injury. But the, the toughest thing is I get bogged down into forgetting what it's like without the injury. Mm. And then... The issue with that is I can't imagine what it's like to not be injured, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, and I'm sure you can, like, if you try and imagine, oh, what was it like when I didn't have any back pain, even if it, even though it's only been a couple of weeks, mm. like, I think for me, that's something I need to always imagine is, mm-hmm. okay, uh, what is it 
like without pain because that's going to because sometimes and this is what happened for my first back injury is I ended up tricking myself into thinking I was injured for mm-hmm. a long time just because I I was still experiencing pain but anatomically or structurally my back was fine yeah and I want to say that I'm not going to get to that point. And mm. I think I've still definitely been an optimist about it. And the great thing is, is that I can still do a heck of a lot of movements. I can probably still do 95% of movements totally pain-free. And I'm still training full body five days a week. But for example, instead of doing my RDLs, I've just been doing lying leg curl or seated leg curl every single day. Instead of doing my lunges, man, I've just been doing the leg extension every day. I'm getting stronger on the leg extension, but these things are just getting monotonous. You know, they're just mm. getting, and I'm just like, God, leg curls again, like leg extensions again. I want to freaking do some Bulgarians, thanks. But luckily I can still do like my seated hip abductions. I can still do cable glute kickbacks, which is amazing because that doesn't cause any pain Mm. but yeah just taking it slow and steady but i think this is really good for me this is really good for me as an athlete as a coach just for my character to just make me feel really grateful and appreciative for what it's like when i can train to my full capacity and it's also a nice reminder to me that once i get back into those movement patterns which is fingers crossed hopefully this next coming week I just kind of want to strip it back and just start from the ground up to just really knuckle down and nail my form to make sure that this doesn't happen again. Because I think what was contributing to this was obviously coming out of prep, being a really light body weight and just being really excited to train really hard. And I just started pushing numbers like really quickly up. Mm, Especially those dumbbell RDLs. Yeah, I went straight up to those like 40s, 42.5s in the matter of like two or three weeks. Uh, and even my Smith machine lunges, I just went from like 60 up to 65, up to 70 kilograms on my Smith machine lunges and Bulgarians. I was still lifting the 32s, but I went up to reps of like 11 per leg rather than eight and like less rest time in between. But all of these things accumulated. Plus I know when I watch my form videos, I'm getting full range of motion and everything like that. But I just know that I probably could tidy it up a little bit. So for example, on my Bulgarians or on my Smith machine lunges, I know that I probably could be a little bit more controlled on that eccentric, slowing down the lowering phase before I push myself back up rather than just like bomb diving and then just pushing myself back up. Uh, Same with my RDLs, you know, if I film myself from the side, probably toward those last couple of reps, I probably am losing my upper back tightness and my lower back probably is starting to round a little bit. It's never gotten to the point where like my form is absolutely atrocious, but I think just staying on top of those little things and making sure that I just have immaculate form is really going to hopefully prevent this from happening again in the future. So Mm. yeah, I'm just going to, as I ease back into these movements, start off lighter, nail my form and just work my way back up. Hey guys, just a reminder that we post regular informative content on both our Instagram and YouTube channel. So make sure to go over to those platforms and search the bodybuilding dietitians. See you there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's the, the best way forward for you. Yeah. I'm excited. Should be good. But yeah. It's coming week. Hopefully training back into my full program without having to do leg extension, leg curl just every day. Cause gosh, just <laughs> a little bit during the week. It's fine. But boy, it just gets uh, very repetitive very quickly. But in terms of body composition, similar to you, scale weight, started playing ball this week. And I feel like I've finally 
stabilized finally. Like these past few weeks, again, my goal wasn't to actually gain like this amount of weight by this amount of time. I think I was around like 59.4 on average or hovering between like the 59.4s to like high 59-ish. And I was like, you know, my goal from here pretty much is to try to gain like half a kilogram per month. Well, you know, that was the goal, but sometimes the body just does what it wants to do. And uh, yeah, but I feel like now I've finally stabilized for these past two weeks. Like at the beginning of last week, my body weight was around 60.4, but then like we spoke about, it jumped up to that like 61, 61.1, 61.3. But then this past week, I've seen all of those same numbers at Mm. 61, 61.3, like when I'm comparing last Wednesday to this Wednesday, last Thursday to this Thursday, and so on. So it feels good to now be kind of weight stable at these calories, which is great. And I feel really good. Like I felt actually really good in my body composition this past week because these past few weeks, obviously. So will you hold here for a bit or will you again commence? the? I definitely like to hold here for another week. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to change my macros for this next week. I just want to hold here, especially as I ease back into my heavier compound training. Mm. And I'm predicting that as I definitely get back into that, that's probably going to cause me to just burn more energy yeah. and um, have to do another push up in the next week or coming weeks after that. But yeah, I definitely just want to hold here at around that 61.1 because that's around three kilograms up from my stage weight, which was around seven weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I feel really good in this spot, but yeah, I'm not in a, um, I'm not like super impatient to want to just keep pushing that up higher. Yeah. Yeah. I feel good right now. So yeah, I'm just going to keep my macros the same. So Carbs are at 350, fats are at 40, and then proteins anywhere between 175 to 200 grams, depending on what I want to eat that day. I just give myself that little range because like you guys know, I love protein. So sometimes like when I make a protein kick, I might make it with some sort of flour that might have less protein or more, whatever it may be. So I give myself that little range. But yeah, that's good um, in terms of macros. And yeah, that was pretty much just my week, pretty much. I do want to say though, Glute bridges suck. <laughs> like this come, this past week, obviously, I was really trying to stimulate with my glutes with something other than just seated hip abductions and like some cable hip abductions or cable glute kickbacks. So I tried glute bridges because mm. I c- couldn't do actual glute hip thrusts because of the range of motion. I felt like every time I went into that full extension, my lower back just kind of cramped up. So I tried doing glute bridges Man, it didn't feel a thing. Like the range of motion is pathetic. Yeah, they're, I've never tried them, but just uh, the, the range of motion, especially like it uh, doesn't compare to the machine or using a bench. No, and like I just did not get a very good connection in my glutes whatsoever. I'm, I just remember rolling that bar off my hips. I'm just like, this is a flipping waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, had to say that. Yeah, but do you, anything else filling on this week? Not really. I guess you don't really need a deload because you've been mm. taking a break from those bigger movements. Yeah. The only reason I would take a deload is so that both of our schedules aligned. So like the days that you were completely free, I would be completely free in those hours. And again, we could just dedicate that to some more work. But if I'm truly honest, like I just, my body isn't telling me that it's super fatigued, that it's hit plateaus, anything like that. 
And like you said, these past two weeks, I've really taken a deload off those big compounds anyway. And my upper body strength, probably because of the less systemic fatigue, Mm. uh, or just because I've been gaining weight and eating good quality food, um, my upper body strength is still going up. So I don't feel like I need a deload of my upper body at all. Mm. So yeah, I won't be deloading this week. So I guess I'm going to be doing a few gym sessions without you. (laughs) I'm going to miss you. especially. You're going to be there on Thursday though. Hopefully, yeah, yeah, that's that's the plan. Because I need a spot for bench. Yeah. Not that I'm using you or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my goal for tomorrow in the full body session is just to maybe do some light barber RDL, mm-hmm. some light leg press, just to see where my back's at. And then that'll give me a good indication. Because that's, that's kind of the main reason I'm taking the deload as well. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't think... I'm already feeling better after the lighter Friday and I did a fairly breezy session yesterday and then a full rest day today. So tomorrow will give me a good indication of where the back's at and we'll go from there. But I think the only other interesting thing of note for you is you're trying a new supplement. Yes, I am. So I haven't tried it yet, but... Why not? Well, because yesterday was the first day that I had Isn't it. it like, it's chronic use, isn't it? Like it's like creatine. You don't, you don't have to take it pre-workout. Is that right? Uh, no, generally the recommendations are to take it 30 to 60 minutes before a workout. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to be giving citrulline malate a go. And we've had citrulline malate in our pre-workouts for every single pre-workout session mm. for the past few years. But the thing in pre-workouts, it's heavily underdosed. Yeah. You know, for citrulline malate, the actual dosage is like around eight to nine grams, 30 to 60 minutes before workout. And citrulline malate, it just helps to basically convert to nitric oxide in the body and can help you get a good pump and just increase vasodilation, helps to reduce blood pressure. Uh, but Be good to get your feedback on it after a couple months. Yeah, I can uh, tell you guys about all the wicked pumps I'm does, hopefully going to get. But Does it take time to accumulate like beta alanine or like does it is it fairly, is it much more acute? the the onset of I think that you it is you do get the better benefits by taking it chronically so yeah. that nitric oxide can obviously build up in your body um, but I think that you should start to receive some benefits from taking it acutely like mm-hmm. you'd receive some benefits from taking it acutely before a workout but yeah. again when it comes to supplements it's like that one to three percent mm. like cherry on top yeah, like we talk about, if you're not nailing that other 97 to 99% with good quality sleep and good quality nutrition, hydration, actually training hard, you don't need the powder. Mm. But yeah, I am curious to try it in these next coming weeks, try some citrulline malate. And I'm just going to add that to my pre-workout resume. Yeah. Because like I said, our pre-workouts already have it. But if you look on the back of your pre-workout packets, probably only like half a gram to maybe yeah. three grams so underdosed yeah it's, it's might as well not include it yeah maybe one day you and i need to branch into like the supplement stream but if we were to actually make an evidence-based supplement with the proper dosages mm. you guys would be having your hot pre-workouts with like <laughs> 30 to 40 grams of powder yeah it'd be a lot and <laughs> be a big scoop say tbd on the scoop <laughs> the big TB, no, anyway, I was trying to, <laughs> the big drugs, yeah, probably not for a pre-workout. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Jack, what do you want to improve this week? So I just want to recover well and head back into training fully confident in my back again. And that's it. So just want to improve on that recovery. Mm-hmm. What about you? 
Yeah, I'm along the same lines. And I've said the exact same thing these last two weeks, but I feel like this is the week that now I can really start getting back into these movement patterns pain-free and just have immaculate mm. form and just, yeah, strip it back and just start working my way up again. Like, I'm, I'm not in a rush. I know that I'm capable of moving a weight point A to point B. And yes, I want to be really, really strong in the future. And I know I could lift 45 kilogram dumbbells for RDLs if I want to, but all in good time, man. And again, the goal is to actually grow my body and not be in any sort of pain. So yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be a hell of a lot more special when I hit those big numbers, but with really good form and just an amazing set of hamstrings, glutes, adductors, and some uh, thick back <laughs> and <laughs> one, strong forearms. <laughs> I like one thing. I, maybe we could even do this as a segment each week. But one thing we'd like to see the other person improve on. Mm. But um. Last yesterday, you tried something a bit new with your nutrition. You had some some pasta with some squid, and that's something that I'd like to see you continually improve on. Is is having that extra diver- not not diversity for the sake of diversity, but diversity for the sake of a reduction in in food focus and stuff. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, I guess because you were like, I don't want to have a rest day roast this week. I'm like. Okay, well, I'm going to have something that's a little bit different at least. Mm. So, yeah, that was delicious. I just filleted up a squid tube. By the way, squid is amazing, guys. So high protein, virtually zero fat. So squid is awesome. And I just filleted that up and cooked it with some garlic and some olive oil and some chilies. And then I made some wholemeal pasta. And um, it was a really nice bowl of spaghetti. And I had that in replacement of a protein cake. And, yeah, it was good. Mm. Man, but what I want to see you improve for this next coming week, uh, you're, you're just perfect. I can't even think of anything off the top of my head. Maybe you'll have something to say next week. Once Maybe I'll be announcing that thing next week. You'll have mm. something to say then. I just can't think of anything I necessarily want you to improve on. I guess that's a really good thing, <laughs> isn't it? Can I say something I want you to try? Sure. Okay, well, you've started making your protein cakes like my protein cakes which Mm. is cool but and you always add cocoa powder now which is a new addition too but i would love for you to try adding a little bit of peppermint essence at least one day to make it taste like a chocolate peppermint protein cake because it's so freaking good man like do you you remember those you know mint slices do you like the taste of mint chocolate mint yeah but I'm not a big fan of the alcohol aftertaste from the peppermint thing. There's no alcohol aftertaste. But it's ethanol. There's like the tiniest little bit of ethanol. No, it's pure ethanol. No, it's not. It's been pe- it's peppermint essence. But I th- anyway. It's it a tight like you you would literally be adding like three milliliters. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I'm happy to give it a try. Yeah, I think I'll have a bite of yours first. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's really freaking good. And guys, that's a total hack, by the way. If you like make cocoa oats or chocolate cream of wheat just adding like a few milliliters of peppermint essence it creates like this chocolate peppermint flavor it's so like a chocolate mint slice or chocolate peppermint ice cream chocolate chip peppermint ice cream it's one of my favorites so sounds like it i would love for you to try it it's really freaking good anyway that's what i want you to try but i don't know if you need to improve anything Yeah, but be, I'm sure there'll be opportunities. Yeah, I'll just have to think about them. Like if something comes up during the week, I'm like, God damn, I wish Jack would do that. I'm gonna have to write it down. 
But for maybe now... Maybe like clean the bathroom or something. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but you even do that sometimes. You're a good man. Thank and... you. <laughs> anyway, guys, I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. And if you did, please remember to take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag Jack, tag myself, tag the bodybuilding dietitians, and we will catch you next week.